If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain to you how it works. Anchor is free. This creation tool that they are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot of other platforms. Here is the interesting thing. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you enjoyed this. Once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Rising Heroes podcast. On this episode, I have a very amazing personality. She's the founder of the online publisher and entrepreneur network, amongst other things that she does. She's a multiple-time Amazon bestseller. She teaches, she's, we, call, we call her VC in the group anyways, which is Vice Chancellor. But let me not spill too much um, out for you. I'll let you hear from her. Please make welcome Miss Ediri Edewo. Hi, Ediri. Good to have you here. Thank you for having me, Teresa. Yes, um, thank you so much for honoring the invitation to share um, your story with us. This is the Rising Heroes podcast, and the aim of um, this podcast and every episode of this podcast is to bring people who have experiences and who have um, seen certain sides of life to share their stories with people and help them understand that if they could come out, they also could come out of it. The Rising Heroes podcast is to give hope to everyone out there. Going back to the basics of um, the things that make us human, the things that we engage in, that if they don't go well, we might have ourselves, uh, might find ourselves rather having mental health issues. Yeah, so I've listened to you once, twice, several times, share your story, and I just want the listeners out there to hear from you again. As much as you can, please, can you share with us who is a Ediri Edewo, what are the challenges that Ediri has faced over time, and how has she been able to rise to where she is today? Over to you, Adirin. Thank you very much. Okay, so I will start at the end and share the things I've been able to achieve so far, and then I'll go back to the beginning, and then I'll walk my way back to the end again. Or I'll walk my way forwards to the end again, so that we can then tie the pieces of uh, who I am and who I used to be and how I came to become the person that I am today. Um, the uh, like I would say I'm still um, I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm somebody who survived two suicide attempts before and um, almost ten years of chronic depression, and I'm still in the process of healing. Um, I'm not ashamed to see it. I'm in therapy and I'm doing a lot to get better and I'm in the process of healing and I get better every day. Um, but despite all the challenges that I have been through, I have been very privileged to be the founder of a global community called the Online Publishers and Entrepreneurs Network with nearly 25,000 members so far. And we've, been, we've been on for nearly three years, about two and a half years or so. Um, our community has been listed as one of the top 100 um, Facebook groups for entrepreneurs by um, multi-millionaire and entrepreneur Nathan Lafka. 
um, we've been able to help over 1,000 authors get published. Hundreds of them have become Amazon bestsellers. Many of them have gone on to build influence, impact, and income from their writing skills, from their books, and from the exposure and the visibility that authoring and creating published assets does for them. Um, we've had people start businesses, we've had people become speakers, we've had people have international opportunities from that community. And I've been really blessed to be at the helm of it all. Um, personally, for myself as well, I've been able to author more than six books, which are Amazon bestsellers on Amazon. Um, I've become an international speaker and hosted my international event called the Breakthrough Experience Business Retreat, which um, we had the first edition in Dubai in 2019. It was fantastic. Um, I'm also the founder of the School of Influence, which is a mastermind program for people who want to build influence from their business, from their talents, from their skills. Um, I have been nominated for multiple awards. I have won a lot of awards and received countless recommendations and commendations from a lot of people from both national and international organizations. Uh, I was nominated as for the <laughs> future um, Africa Prize for Media in 2019. I won you know, the several awards and several nominations. I've also been listed as one of them. 100 young influential Nigerians by advanced media for 2019. Wow, wow, yes, wow, wow. <laughs> that's massive! A whole lot, yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> it's been amazing. And in spite of all of those things, I've been able to build a successful career as well. That's mm. been able to make eight figures in um, Nigerian Nairas and um, a couple of figures close to a hundred thousand dollars in um, the American dollars. And all of that is great. But I will tell you one thing for free, that nothing compares to happiness and peace of mind. Mm. And money doesn't necessarily buy that. Money may be able to buy you some sort of some some sort of leverage, but it won't necessarily buy you peace of mind. You have to make a deliberate effort to find that for yourself. And it really comes from within. It comes from you making a decision to take care of yourself and to put yourself in a position that is empowering every single day so that you are living one day better than the last and you keep moving on to a much more um, ideal and a much more empowering future for you. My life has always been like this. Um, so going back to the beginning, I, like I said, I battled with depression for a long time. Um, by 2011, I was attempting suicide for the second time. I was in my penultimate year in the University of Guinea. I was studying a course that I wasn't interested in studying, but I had to because I didn't want to support myself and my parents. Um, in my first year in school, I you know, had serious, um, serious challenges that made me get to a point where I basically had a meltdown and you know, attempted to take my own life. And I overdosed on drugs, not um, hard drugs, but um, prescription drugs that I knew that I wasn't supposed to take, things like Valium, Lexotan, and other drugs that I was naturally allergic to. I took one of them. I took a bunch of alcoholic drinks as well to sort of hasten the process. I think I probably learned that from watching movies. I don't know. But it was it was dangerous, really dangerous and I passed out. But I was saved miraculously. I woke up the next day and I was fine and you know that was my rock bottom moment. That was the moment that I decided that you know that you you need help and you need to get yourself together and you need to work on yourself. So I had like my come to Jesus moment at that point in time and I decided in that point to be better. I had dealt with a lot of things that led to having these mental health issues. 
things like sexual abuse, things like physical abuse, and all other kinds of abuse, psychological abuse, and so on and so forth from you know people that I thought cared about me, people who actually did care about me, who I believe would have done better if they knew better, but they do not know better. So I have to go on a journey of first of all forgiving myself for you know. I didn't want to take my own life because I felt really guilty and very ashamed and it took me years before I could actually speak up about the things I had done. I had to go on a journey of forgiving other people as well who I felt had hurt me and had wronged me and forgiveness was the very first step to my healing process. Um, religion and spirituality is also a big part of my process as well because I, I was desperately clinging on for, for dear life and I found I, I really found God again. And um, we focused on you know, understanding who I was as a person. And my journey really began for me when I began to understand my identity and who I really was. I began to understand that the things that I thought I was, the things that I had been bestowed on by society and by all the things that had happened to me, my circumstances and my situations were all lies. And I began to realize that I could reinvent myself, I could change myself, I could take on a new identity. I was no longer, I decided I was no longer going to be the girl who is just tiny and who can be easily taken advantage of. I decided I was no longer going to be the girl who was a prey for people to prey upon. I decided that I was no longer going to be the girl that was a people pleaser. I decided I was no longer going to be the girl who put her head down for people to walk all over. I decided I was not going to be the girl who couldn't stand up for herself and who couldn't speak for herself couldn't protect herself. I decided that I wasn't going to be the girl who was prone to vices and prone to all kinds of addictions like self-hurt and self-harm. I decided that I was going to be the girl who was powerful, who was going to take back her power, who was going to decide to be strong, physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, and so on and so forth. I decided I was going to be the girl who was going to create a future for herself. Prior to that point, I really knew this is the future because I didn't think I was going to live that long. I always had this thought that I was probably going to die by the time I was 21. Yeah. And funny enough, by the time I was 20, I tried to take my life again the second time. Because what you see eventually becomes your reality. Mm. Because I always had that thought that I wasn't going to live past 21, eventually a series of things started happening that made me get to that point where I was you know, taking my own life. But when I decided to see the future beyond just being 21, seeing myself at 30, at 40, 50, 60, having kids, having grandkids, having you know, a purpose and a way to be able to reach out to millions of people even and impact them on a positive note, then I began to take on the identity of somebody who had something to live for. And the moment I decided to do that, that was when things began to change. It wasn't an easy journey. I didn't just transit from being this girl who was downtrodden and basically at the bottom to becoming this amazing person that is still on her journey today. You know, it took a process. I had to learn and unlearn and relearn things. Personal development was a huge part of you know my journey. Um, having a life mindset, having a growth mindset was most important for me as well. Um, being able to understand that you know failure is only feedback and that. I am not my behavior. The fact that I have certain things that have happened to me and certain things I was struggling with doesn't mean that that's who I am. There's a difference between your behavior and your identity. And many times, people who are struggling tend to see themselves as their behaviors. You know, so you get sad a couple of um, 
days in a row and you just assume that you are a sad person. Or you find yourself being quite reserved when you are in public and you just say that you are a shy person. You, know, you may have certain behaviors, but that doesn't define your identity. So understanding the difference between your behavior and your identity is a key process in moving forward and finding healing. It helped me when I was applying to jobs after school. I applied five hundred and two times and didn't get a single job. I was, hoping, I, applied to be I was hoping you were able to get there, the number of times that you applied. Now, hold on a minute. Yes. Uh, when you are applying for these jobs, what was running through your mind? Because for someone to apply 500 plus times, my... <laughs> I was on a, I was on a, a personal development high during that period because during that same period when I was you know, applying to my job to these different jobs and so I was on a massive growth mm. journey. I was on a huge track tangent of good and mindset was at the back of it because I had understood that time that every year I was getting was taking me one step closer to my yes. And that because I was the creator of my life, the fact that somebody didn't want to give me an opportunity just meant that the opportunity wasn't meant for me. So I kept trying to get to a point where I began to realize that since I was also working on different businesses at a point in time, because I needed to make ends meet, I couldn't just sit at home, applying to jobs, you know, I was also working different businesses and failing and failing forward. <laughs> You know, I feel in nine out of the 13 businesses I've had so far. Mm. And I kept feeling rapidly and learning from them. And the more I failed, the lesser the, the gravity of the failures were. Mm. And again, I didn't see them as failures. I saw them as feedback. I saw them as lessons and what not to do when starting a new business. And so, progressively, it became, you know, I had, I had less and less failures until I began to actually finally see success. So, the last two businesses I had before I decided to go into tech leadership, which were making jewelry and the, um, having my own interior design companies, I was wildly successful at them. Um, as at the time I was deciding to go into tech leadership in full, I was already nominated. My interior design business was nominated for Company of the Year wow. by an international organization, and we won it. But at that point, I decided not to go further. So I had begun to see some success before I even came into top leadership. And all the lessons I had learned and all the certification courses I had got, got, gotten throughout that period of time when I was doing businesses and applying to jobs, they are all serving me today. I will tell you this for free. And my mom used to tell me, and I always remember, she says, there is no knowledge that is lost. I agree. And that's absolutely true. Mm. Everything that you've learned, even though you didn't use it at the time when you were learning it, serves a purpose for you in the future. I did a, I joined a network marketing organization and I will tell you that that was one of the biggest drivers of my success and the mm. biggest drivers of who I am today. Because it was there I learned goal setting, vision boarding, personal development, setting goals. I learned um, how to write my to-do list. I learned marketing. I learned follow-up. I learned building a community. I learned leadership. All of the things that are important drivers for my success today, I learned them there. I learned the importance of having a inner circle, a community of peers who are working together to achieve a common goal. And it was amazing. And all of those things, you know, I was going through all of those things in my career, in my business, and all of that. And I was still dealing with personal issues. And in 2016, I was diagnosed with early onset rheumatoid arthritis. I was 25. Threatening my life, I found myself slipping back into depression again. But because I knew better, I could do better. It was easier for me to come out of it than before. Because I was armed with tools, I was armed with the right mindset, 
I was armed with books, I was armed with the knowledge and experience I'd had before to be able to recognize the patterns when they started coming back again and then to be able to meet them in the board. So even though I'm still dealing with area of sexual matter arthritis and all of the other things that happened to me because of that, there are days when I can't get out of bed even till now. There are days where I can't sleep. I have terrible insomnia. There are days when I can't stand on my own two feet without them swelling up and I can't put on shoes. There are days where I can't hold a pen to write. But if I don't tell people that this is what is going on with me, they would never know because it is my attitude to life that matters. So I do with all of these things and early sexual method arthritis is not exactly curable. It's something you have to deal with probably for the rest of your life. But I don't let that shake me or stop me and prevent me from fulfilling my dreams because it's just one aspect. I take care of myself and every year I go for medical checkups and I find that I've been doing better health-wise. So I adopt healthy, um, healthier lifestyles and I take care of my mind as well. I block out anything that is toxic that threatens my peace of mind and threatens my happiness because those things are valuable to me. So coming forward to all the things I've been able to achieve today, it all rides on my experience. I would not trade anyone of them for anything. Today I'm able to talk to people about mental health challenges, today I'm able to inspire young women like me, today I'm able to speak on international platforms and share my own story. And if all of those things haven't happened to me, I wouldn't have a story to share. So I'm grateful that all of these things happen and I use them as a lever to move forward and push forward and continue to do good because I know that there's somebody out there who's never experiencing what I've experienced who needs someone like me to say, hey, I know how you feel. I have been there before and this is what I found and this is what you can also do to help you in your own journey so that you will get better and have a shorter time span to get yourself to a point of healing than I did because I'm not sharing from this experience and you can learn from my experience and my own mistakes so that you don't get to make them again. So that's what my purpose is about, to help people see possibilities in themselves that they never thought possible and help them where I can to turn those possibilities into a reality. Wow. So that's my story. Wow, wow. Thank you so, so much. I picked a number of things from, from your story that I'll just try to point out uh, one of amongst them you said money cannot buy everything then you said happiness your happiness and peace um, they are very key um, you said you encountered or you 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 were abused sexually and physically but you had to forgive all of those people for you to be able to move on um i like the fact that you talked about that you found god again uh, we live in an era where People are beginning to throw the idea of God away. People are beginning to try to, um, how do I put it, change, change the narrative, right? And I feel like, irrespective of who God is to you, one thing is to find that place of spirituality. They talk about understanding your identity, and then you talked about how not being who people say you are, or what people say you are, but finding yourself. Um, and then you, you, you highlighted one that, that stood out for me. You said, what you say becomes your reality. Um, I, yeah. I think you said that when you are talking about the fact that you were telling yourself you can't live, you can't live long, and by the time you were 20, you were trying to, you were attempting suicide again. Um, and for me, that, that's, a, that's a very good thing to, to run with, that what you say becomes your reality because there's power in the tongue. Just as there's power in your thoughts, the things that you think about, you end up saying them, at some point or the other you can't say something and think otherwise uh, um, yeah. and then you're encouraging us to see a future 
you just must see a future in what you're doing um yeah another one that stood out again is um struggling struggling people see themselves as their behaviors people who are struggling define themselves by the behavior that they are going through and then uh, i put this as a question mark how do you see failures do you see them as feedback or do you see them as the end of life and then you talked about the power of the mind now i oh. i'm very i'm very interested in, in knowing how do you come to that point uh in spite of all the illnesses that you went through the mental health challenges the physical assault the psychological um, challenges that you had how did you come to that point of saying hey look Edire, this is your life you have to own it irrespective of whatever you're going through because out there especially on social media we see a lot of fine pictures and everything but people don't know this people that they celebrate this that is that they run after they don't know what the battle inside they don't know the challenge they are going through but i mean oftentimes i've heard you share your story and that's one thing that i find fascinating and, and loving about it the fact that i have never hidden your story from anyone being true to it all but how did you come to that point where you're able to tell yourself edirin this is your life you have to own it and you have to tell yourself who and what exactly you want to become hmm. um it, it actually like i said it happened at the point where i realized i think that you know when i tried to take my life um 2011 because i had that beautiful money and if i hadn't seen the evidence of the things i had done on the floor the um, packs of the pills and the um, bottles of all kinds of alcohol i would have like what happened i i, I would have thought i dreamt you know there was a dream or something but i saw that and and i had the taste of what i had taken in my mouth mm -hmm. i could taste all the alcohol and everything and for me that was my rock bottom mm -hmm. and at that point i realized that when you hit rock bottom the only other way you can go is up mm. because there is no way else to go again below that rock bottom that's the bottomless path you hit the rock bottom since i've experienced this path and i'm already at the bottom there is mm. no other place i can go the only way i can continue to go now is to go back up mm. and that was it for me i had to tell myself that you hit one button, you can decide to sit down there and feel sorry for yourself, or you can decide to continue your climb back up. And that was what I decided to do. I was like, you know what? This dying thing is not for me. <laughs> I, I, I like to leave. I mean, if not anything, let me graduate. I was already on an amazing trajectory to graduate at the top graduate student in my department, which I did. So I'm like, you know what? I like to see that. So we started with setting small achievable you know, goals so then okay you know what instead of killing myself why don't i just graduate mm. okay i've graduated then i graduated and i graduated as the first graduate student and i was like that's amazing so i started having small needs and many times we overlook the small needs because we're looking for that big breakthrough but all those small needs are motivations to for us to keep us going to when we eventually achieve in those big, massive, audacious dreams that we have. So every time I set small things for myself, as I feel like I want to graduate as a, as the top in my department, I give that. I like okay. I mean, when I'm doing my NYSC right now. I'm doing my youth service. I would like to be done with youth service and have three different certifications. I did six. Wow. And I was done with NYSC because all I was doing was go to church, 
go to work where I was teaching at a school and then go for weekend programs. So I did not even give myself time to even sit at home and start thinking. Start thinking. Right? The only time that I had, I was either reading books that would help me spiritually or help me psychologically or business-wise, or I was reading books that would help me to get my certifications. I got certified in HPC level 1, level 2, level 3. I also got certified in um, project management, strategic management, and um, uh, and had a diploma in business and entrepreneurship wow. by the time I was doing with my NYSC. I was like, okay, that's good. So the next step, I want to move to Lagos and get a job. And I could have my certification that I should get a job. I also want to improve myself because one of my values is growth. And growth comes with knowledge. So I applied for the venture management program at Lagos Business School. I started doing all of those things. And then I was learning about you know, how it's important to build relationships and network with people. And I was like, okay, great. Let me then overcome my fear of being around people because that was a serious phobia for me of being around people. So I started attending events. So I started having small rooms. And I attended events, and the more events I attended, the more I could find boldness and confidence to actually walk up to people and introduce myself. And it is those small rooms that are now the culmination of this massive success that I enjoy today in my life. So, Success is a series of small things and you know, small deliberate steps taken in the right direction. So when you want to get out of whatever situation you are in, think about one small step you can take today, tomorrow, next week, next month that will help you. And once you get there, take another step. You don't have to see the entire staircase, you only have to take the first step, as Martin Luther King says. Wow. Think about the small steps you can take today. Don't think about the entire steps. This has been an amazing time. You know, one, one of the things that I that I tell people when I have reasons to encounter them is, look, you can never know more than enough. There is nothing that you learn today that is a waste. There is nothing that you know that is a waste. It may not be useful now, but someday you find yourself at some point and you just realize that, well, I can actually do this, you know, and just doing it at once would, would bring about that that skill that you need. I remember, I mean, up to today, I still haven't forgotten that if you, maybe one month or there, but I worked as a PA somewhere, you still some form of um, learnings into me that, I've, that I've, I've never forgotten up to today. Now, I have just two questions for you. Um, what movie inspires you the most or has made the most indelible marks in your life? A movie? Yeah. That's an interesting one. I actually haven't thought about that. Um, wow. I haven't thought about that. I think they change with time okay. and with growth. They usually change. And yesterday I saw a movie called, um, um, I think it's Holiday in the Wild, um, starring Rob Lowe. And it was uh, it was a rom-com, romantic comedy movie, but it had important lessons about conserving the environment okay. and taking the right steps to discovering your identity. The story tells of a lady who you know, quit her promising career as a vet to put her husband through school. The husband was able to go through school and then have an amazing job. She had a son. And then the moment the son goes to college, the husband decides that he wants to, he wants a divorce. And then she had booked a trip to Africa for her and the husband for their second honeymoon. So she had to go on her own. And she went on this journey and it took her through a journey of self-discovery. Because she, she found herself in the wild, she found herself surrounded by animals that she 
naturally loved because she went um, veterinary medicine and she found herself discovering her purpose again. You know, she, she, she found herself taking care of every parent and meeting people who cared about the animals just as she did. And in that, um, a couple of months that she spent out in the wild and doing all of those things, she was able to discover herself, discover her identity again, give her the courage to be able to you know, go after her dreams. She decided to pick up veterinary medicine again. And um, it was an amazing um, movie for me because it taught me lessons that travel can help you discover your purpose. You know, going to somewhere and 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 family can help you discover your purpose. If you're if you're feeling lost, sometimes getting lost in another person's country and in another city entirely can help you discover yourself. So um, open yourself up to opportunities. So it made me you know, make a resolve this year that I was going to do at least two two more trips. And um, this year, um, I I try to travel every year, but I was like, you know what, I should do this more. So that was what gave me uh, a resolve. And it also um inspired me as well as a woman, you know, to not tie my identity to a, a marriage or to another person or to my son or my daughter or to my husband, but to have my identity for myself. Because this lady felt completely lost when her husband, you know, um, said he's leaving and then her son goes to college and she finds herself completely alone and she doesn't know what to do with herself. And that showed that she did not have a purpose before all of those things. So I'm grateful that as a single woman, I have been able to discover my purpose before even getting into marriage, so that I can still continue to do the things I love, even when I have other responsibilities. Interesting. Um, even even in, um, in in therapy, I do encourage people to change their environment. It has a way of giving you a breath of fresh air, and um, yeah. you get to discover certain things, even about yourself, that you probably didn't know because you have gotten comfortable with an environment, an environment has influenced you. Lastly, lastly, what's your favorite mantra? My favorite mantra is start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Start where you are? Yeah, use what you have, use what you have. and do what you can. And do what you can. Hmm. Start, use, and do. Wow. If I, if I may just ask, how did you come about this? What inspired this? It, it's, um, I, I, I read it somewhere, probably on Instagram, <laughs> so and it really spoke to me several years ago. I think I was back in 2013, and I was like, hmm, okay, that's something cool I have to start with. And it's followed me everywhere. When I'm um, engaged, trying to engage on ambitious processes, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, sometimes we have imposter syndrome or we just have fear of doing these massive things. I just remind myself, you don't just start where you are. What do you have that you could use? And what can you do now to take the first step in the right direction? That's it. It's always worked out for me. That's interesting. Thank you so, so much for your time. And thank you for bearing it all. I'm so much convinced that you left nothing behind. And that, that excites me. To the listeners, the essence of all this is I hope that you will pick the lessons that you can from everything that she has said see the ones that apply to you like she says start where you are right use what you have and do what you can you don't have to take everything with both hands what you can take at the moment is with just one palm take that and make the best use of that and then when you have another chance take with both palms and so it will come your way again ensure that you share this with everyone if this has made any meaning to you if you have picked one or two lessons Please make sure 
that you share this with your friends and even those that you don't like just so that they can also mm -hmm. do well all right now edirin how can people get in touch with you just before we go Oh, yeah, so I'm very to be there on the So my email is adrianadero.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and on my Facebook community, Online Publishers and Entrepreneurs Network. All right, I'm, I'm going to put all that uh, along with the post. So thank you so much for listening. Um, bye for now.